0: Welcome inside your head. This is Nasty Neil, and I'm joined by Thor. I'm very excited about this. How are you doing?
1: Doing great, Neil. Yeah. And uh, it's a beautiful uh, morning on the West Coast here. And I uh, hope it's uh, wonderful over there in Massachusetts. Yeah, That's where you're from, ch- right? Yeah, I'm in Massachusetts. It's pretty
0: chilly, but probably not as cold as it is for you when you're up in Canada.
1: Well, actually, we're having, uh, uh, I'm I'm in the Seattle area right now uh, uh, near the airport, um, and it's beautiful, beautiful area, Um, and and, and Vancouver and Seattle get pretty much the same weather, but right now, we're having clear skies, it's warm, it's like California, people are wearing shorts, so yeah, it's all wonderful.
0: So, you, you just had a tour, how did that go?
1: Tremendous. You know, we've been touring uh, for the past two years. Uh, Like, we go out and do a bunch of shows, uh, like in North America or Europe or Canada, and and then we come back, you know, take a little break, do some recording, uh, then go out again. And, uh, yeah, no, it's been absolutely incredible, incredible. The last last weekend, we were in uh, uh, Green Bay, and and we hit Madison, uh, Wisconsin.
0: So, um, how did the documentary affect uh, you as a performer? Did did it help get um, some new like new fans? Did they discover you through the documentary?
1: Absolutely. Um, you know, like you don't have to have a a hit record on the radio these days. You know, there's new ways of, uh, of promoting yourself or getting out to the fans and, 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 people who don't know about you or whatever. I mean, through YouTube, through, uh, documentaries, uh, you know, people are discovering our music, uh, you know, through the documentary that was on Netflix, I am four. And, and through other, uh, you know, uh, videos, uh, and, you know, Cleopatra records has issued, uh, quite a few albums, uh, and, uh, you know, it all it's all of it is all encompassing. You know, even the movie Rock and Roll Nightmare, you know, there's
0: Yeah, oh yeah, you know, we've
1: gained fans from from that and zombie nightmare they're all been like re-released and recruits. So uh, you know, people are knowing our music. You know, we may not be on mainstream radio, but people are knowing our music and especially with I am Thor. I am Thor has uh really helped us a lot. Most of the fans have packed all the the venues we were at last weekend and, and throughout, you know, in, in Europe and wherever we go have seen this, you know, I am Thor movie mm-hmm. and I love the music from it and love the story.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, what did you think of the uh, documentary once you saw it? Cause uh, I'm sure a lot of it you knew, but then you see other people talking about you and stuff. Uh, were you happy with it?
1: Yeah. Well, I, I, I let the, uh, filmmakers just do their job. You know, the fly on the wall, I was just the procrastinator, right? You know, um, I, you know, I was the subject matter. I, so I was, it was like, they weren't even there. I kind of just let the whole thing, uh, come from their perspective, you know, without putting my uh, you, you know, foot in it, you know, I mean, you see other bands, documentaries, sometimes if they're involved, it's all, everything's wonderful, right? Well, right. everything's not so wonderful in the rock business and music business. There's a lot of ugliness. So I just let it, you know, go in whatever direction it went, you know, uh, you know, mm-hmm. the, 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 you know, without makeup and with makeup, you know, you know, whatever. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, the good and the bad.
0: Mm-hmm. I think that makes you more uh, humanized than to the fans.
1: Yeah, you're not, you know, trying to be, uh, you know, on all the time. You you see sure. the behind the scenes, and it's, it's not always pretty, right? But you need to be able to overcome obstacles in, in any uh, phase of life or any kind of job you're doing or whatever you're doing, you know, relationships or whatever. I mean, there's always obstacles, always things go on. And you have to overcome all these things, and I think the movie portrays that.
0: Yeah, definitely. So how, uh, how is your current band line up? How would you compare it to, to previous ones? How is it different?
1: Uh, I think these guys are really powerful, you know, um, we're, I mean, they, 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 got the metal down. If you want to hear metal music and power. You know, uh, these guys have it, you know, um, uh, John Libel on guitar, uh, Ted Jedlicky on, on bass, uh, yeah, Mac, mcnally on rhythm guitar and sometimes colin bridge comes in from denver uh, and tom croxton on drums i mean these guys are incredible performers and uh, really serious about their craft you know they're really serious about metal really serious about music they practice all the time and you know they bring the youth to the um you know to the band right you know i'm the uh elderly spokesman or whatever you know in the uh, these guys are, uh, you know, just, you know, out of their 20s and 30s.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I bring this up because it's a true story. I was almost named Thor because my mom let my older brother name me, and it was between his favorite comic book character, Thor, and his friend in school, Neil. So Neil won out. But I was, uh, you're almost talking to Thor. It's almost Thor. Well, Thor talking to Thor. Thor-
1: yeah, <laughs> Thor and Thor, right? <laughs>
0: right. So, um, the, the current album beyond the pain barrier, uh, who writes the me, who writes the lyrics?
1: I write the lyrics, uh, um, other than uh, a couple of songs, there was the calling, which John Labelle wrote lyrics for that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, but, but the majority, I always write the lyrics. I write melodies, you know, um, it, it, it's a, t- it was a quite a team effort, right. Uh, you know, between. Mm-hmm between uh ted jedlicky and uh john livell you know they lay down some riffs or whatever or and then i would come over over it with melodies like the song beyond the pain berry the title track you know it was my melodies over the over the, the guitar riffs and my lyrics right so so then we we, we combine forces in that way but you know i put out a lot of albums some I've just written the whole thing, right. You know, uh, you know, everything, the riffs and, and uh, the music and the lyrics, you know, so uh, I've had quite a few experience of working with other songwriters and also by myself. Mm
0: -hmm. Is that track uh, personal to you beyond the pain barrier? Because, you know, in your documentary uh, you overcame like, um, well, hopefully you overcame, you had a lot of, uh, you know, personal um, uh, pain physically and mentally and, So is that kind of, uh, is that track kind of about that?
1: Yes. Yeah. In fact, it was taken from the movie. So Mm -hmm. beyond the pain barrier. Right. And I say that because, you know, uh, even if you see football players, you know, Hey, you know, they get in and play. I mean, they're in tremendous pain, professional football players, but they got to, uh, play through the pain. hockey players or, or it it just, it just how life is too. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. and uh, sometimes it can be very painful, but you got to keep going, you know, you can never give up.
0: So how, how are you doing uh, physically?
1: Uh, Actually, I did quite well. Uh, I mean, Mm -hmm. on, on these tours, I'm, I'm surprising myself with the kind of things I'm able to do. Uh, You know, we were in front of 20,000 people in Finland and 10,000 people in Sweden, uh, of course, you know, that energy that you get from the crowd, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just really ignites you. Uh, it, it ignites me. I just feel like I can do anything when you, when you get that kind of energy, it's an incredible high.
0: Mm-hmm. It, would you say that the, uh, Europe has like the biggest, or maybe most hardcore, um, uh, metal fans.
1: Yes. I mean, you know, and, and that's true with many of the bands, right? I mean, you, oh, you yeah. get like, when I watch huge, the Anvil documentaries, yeah, yeah, yeah. You get huge, huge crowds over in Europe. It's a way of life. Like heavy metal is a way of life in America. You know, uh, metal has sort of almost become underground. You know, it's not like it was in the early '80s or mid '80s. It's it's sort of like an underground. Uh, uh type of it's it's you know it's not in the mainstream What what you hear on the radio in the mainstream is pop and rap right you know that seems to mm-hmm. be very popular it continues to be so you know whereas you know but, there's, but one thing about metal metal will never die you know um there's always fans of metal in the united states and canada that they're, they're there right you know and they come yeah. out to their shows where we perform they're out there on force. You know, it's amazing how loyal they are and how they know all the songs. You know, there's young fans, 10 years old when we were in Texas, you know, Uh, and they knew all the songs, songs that I wrote before they were ever born.
0: Mm -hmm. That's going to be a wild experience to know that like, uh, you know, you you make the comeback, you know, and you think maybe uh, the people who grew up with it's going to remember, but then you, you reach a whole new uh, audience
1: you know, most of our fans are in their teens or, or, or younger and, or twenties, you know, these are, that's our fan base. Now are, re, are really young fans who who have discovered us and they discovered us, you know, from the, I am Thor or through YouTube uh, and other digital uh, uh, sources. Right. So I, I, you know, I say we're, we're a product of the digital age. Thor is of the digital age, even though, you know, mm-hmm. I, you know, I came, uh, my first album was in the seventies. You know, mm-hmm. most of our fans are funny enough. Are, are, are just young fans who, who really love metal mm-hmm. and music. You know, I think our strength is in the music.
0: Mm-hmm. So, uh, w- when you're on tour, how much, uh, how much stuff do you have now that you have to travel with for all your props and your, uh, your wardrobe?
1: Yeah. Well, I try to condense things. Uh, sure. you know, I used to have travel with trucks and, carry pillars around and you uh-huh. know big backdrops you know but we can kind of can you know uh i've worked with a costume maker and we've been able to condense the the armor right in, into a, more of a compact suitcase uh and uh and and the hammers and all the other props and masks and things so we're able to uh to do that, to make it more streamlined. Right. You know, so I don't have to, you know, I, I fly to all the places. Now we just kind of put everything in a trunk. It goes on a plane or it gets shipped on ahead and I hop on the plane and we go to all these places and the band, you know, are with me and, you know, you know, it, nowadays that's how things are done. You know, we used to instead of trucking and busing all over the place. Mm-hmm. So,
0: uh, how about the calling, uh, video? What, what was like the idea behind that? And are you happy with the video?
1: Yeah, I think, uh, the idea is, uh, well, it was that, that's the song that was, uh, totally written by John Libel the guitarist, right. That, that was his, uh, uh, baby there. Um, and, and the song really is uh, in video is about, um, you know, a young fan who discovers a, a VHS, right. Uh, of this band, right? He puts it in, and he sees the band, and it's it's the calling, you know, so he discovers Thor for the first time. Yeah. kind of what the concept of the video is. That's very cool. I, I really dug it. And
0: actually, how how did you, how did the new band get together? Or Do you, like, seek these them out, or, or do they come to you? Do they have the calling, and do they come to you?
1: Yeah, maybe the, call, the calling was out there. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, but, uh, uh, it basically, uh, in, in 2016, I was doing quite a few tour tours where I would just do like a, like Chuck Berry did, you know, fly-ins, right. And the promoter had the band ready for me and I would just, they knew my songs and I'd come in, you know, whether, wherever it was, you in Europe or the United States. And, and, uh, and then I would, you know, you know, we'd do one rehearsal in that city. And then that night we'd go on and do the show, Right. Well, uh, the promoter uh, Bill Lindsay in uh, Minneapolis, and in, in 2016 we did a concert there, right? Uh, and and uh, John Leibel was the you know the orchestra leader, the band leader of a band called Donna of Valor, and he put together uh, these guys to back me for that night. And I, you know, I, I, I you know, I saw that that John was a really uh, a serious guy about metal and about music. And, 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 he wanted to go further. He was sort of a, a, a step above, right. Other musicians, right. He really wanted to do something. And he spoke with me that he would like to continue on. Could we form a band? Uh, you know, and at that time I was looking for uh, a band to tour with, you know, and record with that were, you know, younger guys, you know, with the enthusiasm and desire to be successful. and, and and not only that, be able to handle, you know, flying over to Europe and doing these big shows. And, you know, so, uh, yeah, the calling was there. And uh, it started in 2016, about two years ago, in, in, uh, exactly, in, in uh, Minneapolis at a concert there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And did you, do you feel
0: like you guys had chemistry right, to, uh, right away when you guys started uh, working together?
1: Yeah, there was a, definitely a great ch- uh, chemistry there. You know, so it just kept evolving from there, and then uh other players came into came in became involved with Ted Jed Lake, and Tom Croxton, who played in in, in mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, so we just uh kept going and man, I mean i I can't believe when we we just talked about it last weekend when we were were touring there, you know, that it's been you know uh, such a short period of time, and we've been over to Europe like uh twice in less than a year, mm-hmm. and just traveling all over and re- recording uh you know records now we got the, the Christmas album coming out, yeah. which I'm very excited about the Christmas album. I've always wanted to do a Christmas album, and uh mm-hmm. the record company was putting out a an, an album with William Shatner, you know from Star Trek called uh-huh. Shatner Claws, right, and so they wanted it more of a also to coincide with that a, a heavy metal uh, record or more of a rock one to go inside with that. And so, uh, we decide, Hey, you know, let's, let's do a Christmas album. So it's got Christmas in Valhalla
0: mm-hmm. and that Perfect album's going to be
1: released. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's going to be released, uh, in October 26, but you know, there's a fine line between Santa Claus and four, actually Santa Claus has his sled, you know, and, uh, it's, it's drawn by reindeer, but, in, in uh, mythology, uh, Thor has his chariot drawn by goats, right? I mean, there's, mm-hmm. there's a, <laughs> a little comparison there. But we got great songs on there like Slay Rider," you know, or "Donner and Blitzen," which is, means thunder and lightning in German, right? You know? so, yeah. So, uh, you know, it's it's a lot of fun. I I say this album's a lot of fun, and it's a perfect stocking stuffer. There's will be a lot of thunder and lightning in your stocking if you put that one in.
0: Yeah. That's pretty awesome. You said you always wanted to do a Christmas album. So, were some of the songs ones you had in your head?
1: Yeah, actually, uh, uh, Gonna Have a Rockin' Christmas, <clears throat> that one was always in my head back since 1977 when Keep the Dogs Away was coming out. When We were planning to do a Christmas uh, record at that time. You know, talking, wow, 40 uh, some odd years ago. And, uh, so, so, uh, so, uh that one was, was from that period. You're going to have a rock and Christmas. The majority of that song. Yeah.
0: So who who actually when you started who were some of your your influences uh, to becoming a musician?
1: Oh, when I when I started out, uh, I, I um, was very impressed. Well, you know, with the glitter rock era, right? Mm-hmm. It was uh, kind of you know before that when I was in the Ticks, right? Uh, which was a four piece band uh we obviously were influenced by the beatles you know i started playing accordion very young and i could play at polkas and different things that my uncles and aunts uh, you know and parents wanted me to play at, at gatherings family gatherings but then you know, i saw the beatles on ed sullivan like so many other musicians who became you know people who became musicians did And I I was, then I got the, you know, I had to get a guitar as I mixed the accordion and got a guitar, formed the ticks. And we did a lot of pop songs, very young age, you know, at that time and recorded. And then it just kept evolving. And then it got into, you know, I liked the Dave Clark five, like the doors Then I like Led Zeppelin. Things got a little heavier, Black Sabbath. Um, I liked, uh, you know, Alice Cooper And so that's when I started like getting really heavily, like in the early seventies, heavily into makeup and uh, theatrics and and more of that style of of, uh, uh, of presentation on stage. Mm
0: -hmm. So um, I have to ask you, you mentioned rock and roll nightmare earlier and uh, I grew up a big horror movie fan and uh, I had the t-shirt and everything. So what was it like to film the final battle scene? Because uh, I still get a big kick out of it when uh, you know things are flying at and you're, you can kind of you're grabbing them, holding them on to you like they're attacking you. It's very fun.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's a, I think it's a fun movie. Uh, I'm surprised oh, yeah. um, that it it still has the longevity it has, right? Um, mm-hmm. Because when John Fasano, the, the late great John Fasano, was my partner at the time when we got together to produce this movie, the idea was just to try to get wow if we could get a VHS distribution deal wouldn't that be great right and, and maybe i'll be out there for a year wow that'd be great well it's been out there for many years now and it's still going strong and everywhere i go people ask me about the, the movie and yes uh you know that that last battle scene was uh <laughs> you know it was cold we were in a barn it was like something like 30 below and markham Ontario and I was wearing a jock strap, you know, I was you know, I had, I had more of an elaborate concept in mind, you know, uh, for a costuming, but I ended up kind of like putting something together at the last minute rather than the big wings. I had a cape. And so it was very cold. I was freezing my butt off seriously. <laughs> and, uh, <clears throat> I really got into the character and John was like a puppet, you know, the creature was like a puppet in John for was down below, uh, the puppet with, 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 uh, you know, controlling it with sticks and things and I was hitting it. And sometimes I got carried away. I was hitting it in the face. And <laughs> then my, my hand, my arm, almost, my knuckles were almost breaking real. Yeah, Cause it was oh, cold. And, uh, yeah. yeah it, was, it was, uh, it was, it was a fun kind of thing. And we, you know, we were doing the tango and all that, you know, <clears throat> and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, yeah yeah and you know the rubber starfish i i kept trying to rip them in half and you know they were tough to they were tough to rip i tell you
0: <laughs> yeah uh I, I get a kick out are you are you a horror movie fan
1: yeah i i i watch uh you know a few of the movies i mean with halloween coming up i still want sure. to see venom right the, uh yeah venom which is a you know horrific uh uh, uh, you know, type of Probably, film. Yeah. It's sort of like the mask I hear. You know, I like those kind of films, you know, mm-hmm. you know, like it's, it's you know, like a, it, it sounds very exciting. Uh, I mean, it's, it's one where the critics hated, right? But mm-hmm. the fans loved it. So sort of like rock and roll nightmare, right? The critics, sure. you know, hated it, but the fans loved it, right? Uh-huh. You know, so, so it's, uh you know, yeah, I mean, I go way back to horror movies. Yeah, I always said there was a fine line between uh, a monst- the monster, and the superhero, I, I love mm-hmm. the, uh, Superman, and- but I just as much loved King Kong, right? You know, the other mm-hmm. the monster, right? Or or yeah. the Phantom of the Opera, or the- uh, like Lon Chaney, I like the old silent uh, yeah. uh, movies, you know, mm-hmm. you know, or Boris Karloff as is- as Frankenstein, you know, loved all that stuff.
0: Yeah, actually, uh, a few years ago for Halloween, uh, I went to. Um, they showed the original Phantom of the Opera, the silent one that you just mentioned, and they had uh, an orchestra p- uh, playing with it in Boston. And it was one of the best experiences wow. I ever had watching a movie because like the movie's oh, great, man. and then it's very powerful from the orchestra right there in front of you. And it was it was just a really wild experience.
1: Wow, that, that that that's fantastic because that's exactly what they did back then. Yeah. The orchestra would play you know, and in the theater and because of the movie was silent and, 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 and yeah, you watch the movie. I mean, what an incredible, I would love to have been there with you. I see that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. Actually, when I was watching, I am Thor because, uh, the theater in Brookline, um, uh, Coolidge corner, you, you had played there and I go there a lot for midnight movies. I was like, Oh man, I wish I would have uh, known about it at the time. I would have been there to see you guys.
1: Yeah. I love that theater. Uh, we played there, I think about three times actually, Uh, you know, the Brookline, uh, theater, uh, it's it's a beautiful theater. Love it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Actually coming up for Halloween, they do a midnight, uh, midnight to noon, the next day, 12 hour horror movie marathon. (laughs) And I've been going for like the last six years. So I'm looking forward to that.
1: Excellent. Well, uh, I love Boston. I love uh, Massachusetts. We had quite a few fans there, uh, and, and friends, you know, and, uh, you know, uh, there was a band uh, we became associated with uh, for a song uh, with with, uh, with uh, their lead singer, you know, and, um, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, it's, it was, uh, I don't know if you remember, the song was called uh, Throwing Cars at People on Coke with Thor, <laughs> uh, you know, with a, a band called Anal Cunt. You know? <laughs> yeah, uh, I know there
0: way,
1: band, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were a big band out of uh, Boston there, and, um, uh-huh. you know, so... You know, so we, we did a song with them. And, uh, people still talk about that song, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, uh, do you have, do you do anything for Halloween or you will be on tour?
1: Uh, I, I've got some commitments, uh, like in stores I'm doing. However, yeah. I, I always want to step back and, and I'm going to just have some, uh, a good time. I usually uh, play for Halloween, do shows for Halloween but this this year I'm just gonna have some fun. Uh do, do an in store and then have a nice dinner and kind of enjoy uh Halloween, watch maybe some some movies, you know, monster movies and, and just have a good time that way. Yeah, very
0: cool. And how how did you find out that you could blow up a water bottle
1: originally? Uh well it it goes back to uh you know, I, I in my bodybuilding career when I was very young, in my teens I, I was a champion bodybuilder. I won uh many titles, Teenage Mr. America, um you know, Mr. uh USA, Mr. Uh Mr. Canada, Mr. North America, Mr. Universe, Mr. World and all this kind of stuff. And I I would meet many people uh who were and uh, in, in, in champions who were strong men, you know, like Chuck Sykes who was Mr. Universe. He showed me how to blow up and explode a hot water bottle. There was techniques to it. So I kept trying it until I got it right. Uh, just like, uh, Doug Hepburn, world strongest man who showed me how to bend steel in my teeth. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so you just kind of learn and you find out, but it was, it was mainly, I first tried to do it in the seventies. I wanted to, I wanted to, uh, do my show where I was sort of like a superhuman character on stage when I first started four in 1973. Mm-hmm. So I thought if Alice Cooper could hang himself and, you know gene simmons is breathing fire and i I needed to do something on stage right Uh, and and so what i did was uh do strength and smash bricks on my chest and you know bend steel uh, in my bare hands and 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 blow up and explode you know um, lifetime guaranteed hot water bottles
0: Mm -hmm. so you know speaking of that um which is more fulfilling uh, for you to, to record, like an album or to, to perform in front of a live audience?
1: Oh, man. Well, I love recording, but there's mm-hmm. nothing, like I was saying earlier, when, when you get in front of a live audience and they're on your side, they're singing all the songs. They're, they're it's the roar of the crowd. I mean, there is nothing like that. It is, uh, you know, you'll feel that in the studio. Right? You're just trying to come up with these ideas, uh, which is fulfilling. But there's nothing like the live concert and uh, the fans going wild. And, and just the adrenaline you get, the high you get, is unimaginable. It's amazing.
0: Mm-hmm. And does it, does Freddie Fleck still uh, follow you?
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I have a few other uh, characters that uh, are... <laughs> you know, like I'm developing and I, I, I would like to, to uh, there's time where I like to experiment with music and it's not always with Thor, Right. Uh, I, I, I like to have other bands too, that I can do maybe some more, more, you know, pop types songs and try those out and whatever that they may not work with Thor, Right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so yeah, Freddie flex, is always there in my back pocket you can come out sometimes It's very cool uh
0: where, what do you have coming up next i know you have the christmas album and you have the new album out but uh uh are you gonna uh where are you gonna be next where's store is gonna be where's store gonna be
1: well we had a quite an extensive tour uh 2017 i mean i've been going at it you know sure. for, since 2015 actually every year touring uh, twenty and and before that, right? But uh, the past four years have been like going out quite a bit. So this year, um, we are. I mean, I'm still going to be going out, but maybe doing some more like in stores on the West Coast because mm-hmm. uh, you know, the on October twenty sixth, the Christmas album is coming out, and the record company wants me to promote that. So I'll be out there promoting the Christmas album and going and and doing kind of like some fun in stores right so so mm-hmm. uh, uh, around the west coast so i'm looking forward to doing that
0: yeah that's very cool i'm looking forward to that too so it was really cool to talk to you i know you're going to the airport uh i'm glad you did the show i love the documentary i love your music and he seemed like a great guy through the documentary and talking to you
1: it was, it was a great time well, nice talking to you neil thanks for having me on your show <laughs> He is the sleigh rider. He is the sleigh rider. He is the sleigh rider. Bring him silver, bring him gold. His chariot comes out of the cold. Pray for peace for all mankind. He brings his toys across the line. He is the sleigh rider. He is the sleigh rider. He is the sleigh rider.